What's up, YouTube, Spotify, and all other streaming platforms to the Hidden Purpose Podcast, where we give our look on everything nerd, entertainment, and sports. I'm Isaac and Lightman. This is my co-host, Purpose21. Can you say what's up to the people? What's up? Just because I know this is our first podcast, and I just want to give anybody that listens to this just a little information about who I am, who my co is, and what's this about. This is just a podcast that we're just going to sit down and be able to talk about any and everything, range from sports, movies, anime, the fight scene, the fight scene, cartoons, and even even a political matter from time to time. If it comes about, my my name my name is Isaac Enlightenment. I'm 22 years old, Mississippi. I'm going to college right now to be a computer information system major. And that's really that's really about it. It's me. I'm a funny guy. Like. I like the hoop. I like to talk about all the things we're going to range about on these, these podcasts. Hey, I'm Purpose. I'm an artist. I do photography. I do videography. I'm getting into 3D modeling. I do a lot. I'm 23, from Boston. I live in Indy. Yeah, I'm typically just a chill kind of person. And we're just going to sit here and talk about topics we love. Yeah, yeah. A couple of topics of love. And we, we get started off with one of the topics of love that just came out. The Conjure 3 Devil Made Me Do It. But yep. you being more of a horror kind of sooner more than me, more than me, what did you think about the newest iteration of the Conjure movie? Loved it. I I loved it. I thought it I thought it was I thought it was funnier than the other two, to be honest. Um, but I loved it. I love the fact that they tied in Annabelle into into it and they brought back the cult from Annabelle actually, major spoilers by the way we're gonna break down the movie completely um but yeah I loved I think I think The Conjuring 2 still got a little bit of a little bit of an edge just because I love the the villain from Conjuring 2 a little bit better for me I know cause you know I like for me, you know, I kind of, I don't really watch horror movies like that, but the Conjuring is always it's just one of them series. I don't know the movies just good. I like it's just good. They just flow well. Yeah. They always keep me on my toes because the problem I always have is always just being able to predict whatever happens in the movie. And I never can predict that. And what I like the most about the Conjuring Three that makes it my favorite series is is actually the villain. I mean, just the human aspect of watching somebody else actually try to manipulate a demon. And, and just that cat and mouse in between them, even though it wasn't large, it was nice to see and to see more Lorraine have to kind of carry a, a bigger load, seeing that Ed was hampered. And like you said, it was just funny because I'm not gonna lie to you, when that priest got smacked in the face with that the damn plate in the beginning of the movie, that shit was hilarious. It was a funny way to start off the movie. Like mm-hmm. the way they the way they got people crinkling up like origami throughout the entire movie. Like all this, all this shit, all this shit to file to the hilarity. But to go back on something you said, you said you like how they tied in Annabelle, but don't they kind of technically tie in Annabelle in every one of these movies? Because they always reference her or show her in some way. Yeah, um, in the first one they did because it it started off with the Annabelle doll, with the Annabelle doll. Um, but I just thought it was like a nice little nod that it, it wasn't like a direct you know, shout out to Annabelle. It's like, if you've seen Annabelle, then you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, 
I I did love the human aspect. I did love the cat and mouse between them and like the struggle they really had. I also love that Lorraine got to use her gift like way more in this and and actually use it kind of like to help her in the end and use it as like a weapon, you know. But yeah, I just uh I just love that and I also loved how they paid homage to like other horror movies throughout the movie. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's definitely true because one of the probably my second favorite scene in the movie is when Lorraine, like, she finally finds the witch and when she just yells out, God has command over you and she stops, she stops as this full force from being able to take over Arnie. Like, that shit was cold. I was just like, yo, mm-hmm. I was like, Arnie, I was like, I was, just, I was like, Lorraine top two and she ain't two. Like, <laughs> gotta be. But now going forward from that, going forward from that, um, do you think because you already stated why you like the Conjuring three more two and why you still believe two is the best? Where do, where does the Conjuring series go forward in here, and what do you think about actually how people are viewing the movie? Because if you look online, people are not reviewing this movie very very well. Do you think it might have a little bit to do do with the curse of Lorona, which was also deemed looked at as a bad movie, being the same director as this movie? Yeah, I think it's just because everybody misses James's one directing, which who directed the first two, but he only produced this one. And he, yeah, they, as you said, they got the same director as Lala. Yeah, that's a horrible movie, but I'm I think he did a way better job with the three. You know, so this this movie is way better. I've, I've been seeing fifty fifty, but mostly it's been all the negative reviews. It's just been James Wan, James Wan. James Wan, you know, I think it's just, it's kind of hard for people because of uh, what he directed before to kind of like put aside and view this, but yeah, I just think that um, since James Wan didn't direct it, James Wan knows how to, I feel like if he did this, he would have made the villain a, a little bit better. I think that's I think that's just what was missing a little bit. Yeah, I think that's just that's just it that they don't like James Wan didn't do this. I thought it was great. I I think it goes for me at least. J- uh, Conjuring two, Conjuring three, Conjuring. Um, but I think if the villain was just a little bit better, Conjuring three would have took uh, top spot for me for sure. And I get it. And plus, it's almost a completely new character, so it's hard for her to stack up mm-hmm. and none who's been built up across the almost the entire continent. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I didn't really get it at first when you first when you first like spoke on support before the start the podcast. But mm-hmm. like now, thinking about it, on it, it's just like years and years and years of the done. So I can. And I'm gonna lie. When she turns into a demon, look cool as fuck. Oh yeah, it did. But, oh man, and the way he he crinkled her ass up at the. At the end, man. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. He, hey, he baptized her ass. He just... <laughs> crunch. Like, he broke her ass down. Mm-hmm. To, he, uh, he, he, hit, he hit her with the, I'm gonna break a bitch down. <laughs> Let her out hey. but, he broke but, her ass um, down like she was a tent or something. Like, so where do you think the series goes from here? Do you think they continue to make Conjuring movies or continue to, they're obviously going to continue to kind of I think, universe with the um, 
yeah, I'm thinking they're making too much money to stop now. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're probably gonna do a prequel. Like, a, I'm thinking that's what the next stop, stop is gonna be. And they had the perfect actors to play Lorraine. They had the perfect, but they put her in the nun. And yeah. she is freaking horrible. It gives horror it, bad names because that's just like all jump scares. I was gonna say I was gonna add in one thing about well, I understand it's like supposed to be based off the actual lives, but their lack something that kind of bothers me about the city is their lack of care about their daughter at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like they just go out and they be like, like we can do this. They be like, but you can give up. Like when in the scene when they went to the old man's house and he was like, are you willing to give up everything? They was like, yeah. And I was sitting there, I was like. And I was like, y'all, you realize Judy at the house, like, she kind of need both her parents. Like, I just wonder, I, I just wonder if, um, if Lorraine and Ed really did care that less about their own child. Uh, they, they weren't good people in real life. If you go read up on them, they weren't really good. I, I love the movie version of but as you said, yeah, they they don't really pay attention to the door. I really like in the second one, they had like probably like one little scene, and it wasn't even like a touching scene or anything. It's just she was just there. In the whole series, she's just there, you know. Like yeah, that's about it. Like they don't really show the relationship between their door. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been that good because because they do a pretty good job of portraying these people in these films, which is another reason why I like why I like them. But I don't think it's that well. Who do you think? Before we move on, who do you feel like was the star of the movie? Whether they had a limited role or a very important role or didn't get that much screen, who do you feel like was the star of the movie? I know okay. for me, it was Julian Hiller when he played David. Like he was the star. Mm-hmm. He had the best. His like his mom his moments when he's talking to Arnie and giving him a thorough explanation of knowing exactly how he feels by being cursed with this demon was by far the most like ripping moment of the movie. Just the intensity on the young kid's face, mm-hmm. like the, you could feel the emotion through his words. I feel like even the actors, the other actors, were like just feeding off his emotion and Arnie and the way they have Arnie play it in the movie and the way he could do, does it himself that you can see that just suction of just nothingness on his face from no having no sleep having constant thoughts mm-hmm. everything David said hit so hard because you can see it all on Arnie's face yeah oh for sure yeah yeah he definitely did a very good job um like I said, like before, he's really great in the hunting of the hill too, for sure. Um, but I feel like the MVP is Arnie's girlfriend because I would have been pieced out. I'm sorry, you're possessed. I gotta go. Either her or Lorraine, because yeah, I, you ain't lying though. I ain't gonna lie. She's the definition of a ride or die. She tried the wheel so long. 
And when the wheels fall off, she picking the bike up and carrying on her back. For real, like she, like she, she wasn't afraid at all when he was floating in the middle of the room. Like she was there. She kept him from killing himself. She yeah. watched him kill somebody. I don't mean just kill somebody. I mean stab somebody twenty two times. Yeah, like, but she was just like, she was like, no, that's my baby. That's my, that's my cinnamon apple. I'm not leaving him. I'm not leaving him. Like, she did a way better job than the. She had to tell the priest when to start. Like, she she was on her shit for sure. Like, she's like, I am not giving up. I saw you murder someone in front of me. You're floating in front of me. You're possessed. My little brother knows exactly how you feel because he went through it. Like, you know, up like an origami piece. And oh man, when he came. When he was on that table and he and that leg was over him and he was all crumpled up, I said, "Oh nah." When he lost no. the thumb. Yeah, bro. yeah. See, yeah, she the real MVP. Cause... And one last yeah. thing, and one last note before we move on to the next section. I'm not gonna lie, yo. All the priests in this movie, like, they need to go back to church school. They have to go back to church school because nobody was prepared. My man reflexes was slow. He got smacked by a pen. The other dude was like, hey, man, I'm just, I was just here to bring Christmas. They just get a little check. I was not here for all this. I was not here for all this in the slightest. But the craziest part of the movie for me is they saw all that happen in that little room, and they still charged that man with manslaughter. I was just like, hey. Man. I mean, at least they lessened the charge. I understand manslaughter because, like. That's unintentional. He, he, um, he gotta get something, you know. He gotta, you know. But yeah, at least they lessen the charge. And yeah, as you said, them them priests were useless. I don't. I especially the one who pull up like he was straight out of the Exorcist. You gotta come like the priest did in the Exorcist. He he. Yeah, they them priests were horrible, for sure. But, but from one horror to not really a horror in my personal opinion, I don't really consider this a horror. I consider it more of a thriller. Mm-hmm. To A Quiet Place Part 2, which has received, yeah, unlike The Conjuring 3, has received, from what I see, mostly positive, uh, very, very positive. Very positive. Reviews. Very, yeah. And the majority of people I know are saying this is a better, is, this sequel is better than the first one. The first thing I have to get off my chest is I'm tired of these cliffhanger endings, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of these cliffhanger. I'm I'm tired of these cliffhanger endings. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like they could be done better. Like a cliffhanger ending. Like I'm not gonna like it in general, but I do feel like it could be done better. The ending to a kind of a quiet place <laughs> part two was it was so underwhelming. It was it was kind of just when it when the credits rolled, I was just like, that's it. Left you unsatisfied? Yeah, it left me extremely unsatisfied because it was just like, that's it. Because it built all that tension of... Mm-hmm. All that tension, like the monsters about to... Which you knew they weren't going to die. But, mm-hmm. And then they... One, killed them in an anticlimactic way. Well, I would say... Uh, the young girl. The young girl killed her. Reagan killed her, but 
it was just like more just I understood it's just there to for the sequel to come out, but it's still mm-hmm. I just feel like it still could be done in a, in a better way. What what do you, what would you think about that? Well, uh, yeah, I think it's funny that he said that he was um not gonna do a part two, and and then his wife asked him, and they decided to do a part two. And, um, I I I didn't since he said that I didn't expect them to leave off on another cliffhanger, but I I guess they they wanted to do a third one. But, um, the third one's already been announced. Yeah, yeah. They, but um, yeah. I uh, I didn't really like it. I didn't love it. It didn't bother me much because I already knew that this has gotten so popular that they're gonna have to do another one. But I know we was, was if we was running out of time, so I know that they wasn't gonna be able to show what's gonna happen to them. But I guess the third one would be. Um, the mom and the and the sons getting back to the daughter to this island, and then he said like this was a continuation of the first one. It's not really like a, uh, you know. So I, which I can see because it is really a continuation, just continuing the story from the first one. But I love the movie though, for sure. True, 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 true. I can agree with almost all of that. Uh... What are some things kind of what's because it's a lot to be undiscovered in a quiet place part two. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like in, in a day and age where everybody is like extending time on things to get in more ad revenue and get more views, get more watches, it's kind of crazy to me to see a big budget movie like this be only an hour and 30 minutes. Especially when it's so much unknown. Mm-hmm. Which I guess which I guess is one more that it is watching. But what are some things in the I hope we learn more about the aliens because we still don't know like the only thing we know is that they like to hit the shit out of you that's it they don't want to eat you they just want to they got sensitive hearing and they hear your ass they're gonna beat you to death that's it like they be hit sticking like everything they just want to shut your ass up that's it they definitely um, but, flipped the right stick up on the on, on the controller. On oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure, it'd be cracking me up how they just they just out there to to kill basically. But I hope we okay in this one we see that they came from the sky, um, that they they are indeed aliens and that they landed all over the world or whatever. But I just want to know more about the aliens. You know, we just know. We only know those things about them, so I hope they the, take time to explain. The only other thing that we don't that we know about them is that they can't swim. Yeah, and that they can't swim. That's it. That's it. And they just have an extreme bloodlust. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, it's a moment in the movie where I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the, the the alien put his leg up, put his leg up on from the car like he's somebody's uncle. Uncle at a barbecue, read his arm back with perfect form, elbow took, and just somebody down the block. And I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm just, I'm just sitting there. I was like, these are the most black Air Force aliens I've ever seen in my life. They're just there. To, they're just there to be a menace to society. Like, and and then they're so fast. It's like, yes. like. Like they, it's like they, it's like almost they're lagging across the screen. It's- oh my! 
like they are extreme and i don't they was able to duck and dive their asses in the second one but they are so fast and it's like one hit from them it's like a one hit quitter because they will knock you so fast and so far like just a quick swipe and you up in the air like a dang baseball or something like yeah how you feel they playing towards the normal start stereotype as soon as a black character popped up on screen he died i think every black person in the entire movie did as soon as they saw him start contemplating when he got in that room they was like yeah he did. it's just i feel like like um i wish it wasn't a black person but i understand what they was doing because it's like the dad in the first one he was more like living out of fear and then the mom was more like I want you to thrive. I want you to, you know, I don't want to want them to leave and leave. I don't want them to live in complete fear, even though that we have these things and I want them to enjoy things and uh, stuff like that. But, and that's like, um, this island was living as carefree as possible. You know, they were making so much noise and that when that alien got on the island, like, they didn't even know what to do anymore because it's been so long and they were caught off guard and and that black dude let the fear take over and he's like oh i gotta get back to my family and of course of course he got he got his ass like why would you even <sighs> i'm so sick yeah like that was just a stupid decision and all that but I wish he wasn't black because, yeah, I don't think we got any black people in this series. That's about no, no, we have one, and they better be because, because I, you know, I just thought about this when you were talk, talking. Mm -hmm. Two characters that should be in a quiet place part three are those two kids they put in the on closet. His child, oh, yeah. and I think, and thinking somebody else's child, like those two, like I, I thought I hope it was a white and a black child. Yeah, it was a white and a black child. Oh, okay. Oh, but like, okay. I hope they don't just like be like, yeah, yeah, they they weren't even in that. Like, that, they weren't even in that. Like, <laughs> I, I hope I, so. And I want to know more about that cannibalist, that cannibalistic, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that yeah, popped tribe. up around that tribe that popped up around the boat. Is that just a random tribe or is that like an actual group of people that the, um, the main yeah. that uh, Emmett and uh, Evelyn are gonna have to know about. Like, are are they gonna run into them too? Like, and I also mean, one more yeah. thing. And also one more thing. What do you think about the male protagonist in this movie compared to the first? The the brother? Oh oh wait, mm -hmm. you mean or do you mean the the friend that they meet? The friend that they meet. Oh okay. Um, I like them. He he is um. He's like. I would say like resourceful as as much as the dad was for sure and of course that man ruthless he was gonna mm -hmm. kick out a, a single he said y'all got to go I don't care you got a go. baby you, you got three you got to go you gotta get up out of here he said we don't got enough for I don't you. care <laughs> he said we, we got, got enough, enough for you, you. right he's <laughs> like he, I'm sorry, but that part hey, made me crack up. Hey, hey, he, he, he was on his Mari Jerry Springer. He said, <laughs> "You are not. I am not the father." Right. I just know y'all. 
Right. He's like, he didn't even want to show his face at first. He the, he didn't even want to, you know. He was content with letting them die at first. He, he was like, hey, that got nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? But they did run into the same people he was trying to warn them about. Because he did warn them about those people out there, you know. He said, hey, people changed. Clearly, we saw that. But, yeah, that, that man. I liked him, though. I feel like in a lot of ways, he was like the father. The resourcefulness, the quick thinking on his feet, you know. Um, yeah, I just think that, of course, he had like a more stronger sense of survival, I would say. Because I feel like, you know that scene when the dad dies, he yells. Mm -hmm. I feel like he probably would have been able to figure out. So he wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have died, Yeah. He wouldn't have just made that sacrifice. He would have figured something out. But, but it's also yeah. a different dynamic because I don't, as we did just make jokes about him kicking it out, but I mean, it's different because it, that is their dad. So he, yeah. he was, he was going to be first of all, more willing to mm -hmm. sacrifice himself. He was just like, I like y'all and all, but I'm definitely not going to die. Right. Um, you want to like, know what you you want to know what this story kind of it reminisce it, it kind of remind me a lot of um the story between the uh the the guy uh, I think his name is Emmett uh, Emmett? Emmett and Reagan it reminds me a lot of um The Last of Us it reminded me a lot of just Joel and Ellie I've, I actually saw a lot of that on Twitter yeah like because they look alike because he's a scruffy white dude with like with like a beard and then. Mm -hmm. Reagan is like a outgoing, smart, resourceful girl. Uh, resourceful girl. Mm -hmm. So like when they was walking through, I was just like, "Wow, they look a lot like Joel and Joel and Ellie." I wonder if um the director took any inspiration because I promise I know that he had to take some inspiration mm -hmm. from Venom and, Sym and Symbios when he made these aliens because they look like Symbios. They look, they also look like the aliens from Alien vs Predator too. I forgot what he said that he he said somebody um gave him the inspiration for the aliens but i forgot i forgot who he said but they gave him in detail like how to make these aliens look how to do this i forgot what he said but yeah i i agree i agree because they do look like the symbiotes for sure and that oh man, when they open up to listen and they and that ugh, just all that soft tissue and it's all wet in there. Oh, that sounds wrong. But that just um It's moist. It's moist. <laughs> A little damp. <laughs> it looked like something, but you know, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say that on you. You gotta catch yourself. I ain't gonna say that on you too. But the last thing, the last thing I want to um something before we move on this topic. Do you feel like Hollywood is going to drag the series on for too long to the point to where it's just not good anymore? How many more movies do you feel like the series should get? Um, I feel like I feel like John isn't going to let that happen. I feel like the next one will be the last one. I That's what I think. I don't think they're going to drag it on. I think, yeah, I think the next one will be the last one. What about you? My I'm hoping the next one will be the last one. I'm hoping it's a really long movie. I, I agree. Almost. Just like um, since they have a lot to unpack, you know, of how the 
they get there and then you still need so much explanation on these aliens so i hope it's longer too and are and and i just want to know if the series going to leave us off on yes the aliens are still there but they found a safe place or are they are we going to get left out on like they figured out how to solve the problem of the alien okay. and are returning the world to a level of normal i hope they just start taking all of them out that's what i hope they they're like listen we we getting rid of we ain't finding no safe place no more we just gonna we're getting rid of these these aliens yeah because for me i know it's not this simple but mm-hmm. really, if you just if you just find how to broadcast a high level radio frequency across a large area, then mm-hmm. you can just kill them all. But I mean, I understand it's not that simple. But the fact that just nobody even has thought about that, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. But hopefully, maybe they show us in the third. Yeah, as I was saying, maybe they'll do that in the third. Yeah, I hope so though. I will say this. I will say this though. The main character, Evelyn. She fine, yo. Like, stupid fine. Definitely, de- definitely Jurgens worthy. I think I can get away with that. My God. Yeah, I think <laughs> Wait, I can get away about, with um, Are you talking about the mother? Um, John Kavinsky's no. wife? Yeah. Oh, that's his real wife? Yeah, that's his real wife in, in, um, in, uh, in real life. Emily, uh, Emily Blunt, that's her name. Yeah, I know. I got it pulled up. Yeah, that that's tough. I mean, him being her, you know what? No, <laughs> hey, anyways, to the next, to the next thing. All right, yeah, we're she has the from... same birthday as Denzel the day after. That's crazy. It is crazy. But moving on to something we both love, something that I, something that I thrash you at. Let's talk a little basketball. You said thrash. Like, I th- don't try. We can. I mean, like, we can get on 2K. I'm gonna beat you in 2K. I'm gonna beat you in <laughs> real life. I don't know. I don't know about that. But the NBA playoffs are here. Yeah. And have they've been? How would you rate good. this first round? Like, how, how would you rate the playoffs so far? Who? How would you rate the playoffs? And who's been your favorite? team or player to watch I've been loving to watch even the Nets beat my team I've I've been loving to watch the Nets I've just been loving to watch how like they're coming together they're getting more cohesive um I've been loving that I've been loving the Suns I've been loving Luka go off the Mavericks um I'm I'm giving it I'm giving it a I'm saying like a B plus or a minus. I've been okay. uh, I've been loving like there's been a lot of great games, especially between the Mavericks and the Clippers. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of great games. It's, it's been okay. It's it's been solidly okay. Um, mm-hmm. If it weren't for injury, um, I give it I give it a B minus. Um, and that's not even me being biased because I'm a Lakers fan and my team went out the round. But it just, between mm-hmm. injuries. And yeah. some series weren't just weren't as good as I expected them to be. Cause I expected the Bucks and Heat series to be a lot more competitive, but they, boy, I'm I'm telling you, they they beat them like they stole something. Yeah, I had the Heat uh-huh. to win that series too, but I guess they yeah. just had no fight in them. 
Like I had the Heat to win it before the series started, but after game one, I, I picked Bucks and five, but I didn't think they were gonna sweep. Yeah. And then yeah. and then another and then another series. I really thought the Hawks and Knicks was gonna be the best series of the first round, and they just came out there and just showed that they outclassed the boys. Trey and Trey Young, Young is Oof. and Trey Young has proven to people in this league that everybody tries to downplay him because of the Luca trade and how great Luca is. That this mm-hmm. this cat is. He might not be as great as Luca due to you know just size difference, mm-hmm. but he's great. He's gonna be great. I don't really feed into the narrative that he's Steph Curry 2.0 because I don't see it because they play completely differently. They just mm-hmm. both have that unlimited range. Yeah, they got but that jumper. Why, yeah, I don't understand why that would parent because that people aren't calling Damian Lillard Steph Curry 2.0 because right. he has uh, like he just that they're all three completely different players. They all three play completely different. Trey Young is probably the purest point guard. He is the, the purest point guard out of his vision mm-hmm. out of this world. The way he's controlling defense, he's a whole master. After mm-hmm. you, because really, how you he's coming off pick and roll with Clint Capella, thirty feet out. You have to guard him thirty feet out because he has range. Clint mm-hmm. Capella is diving to the whole hard, so you have to prepare for that. Because if you don't, he's gonna hit him on the line. He has a floater game with he has a floater and runner game with his left and right hand. And he can yep. make every pass on the court and they got shooters everywhere. I uh he's been loving to play the villain. And I, he's loved playing the villain in New York. And I, but the thing I is, I don't understand why why people are surprised about that because he played the villain when he was in Oklahoma. That's true. That's true. But um especially after they spit on him. Especially Yo, after that, that was that was he. Mm. We'll talk, we're gonna get on later on about um, fans. Okay. All of what they're doing, but um, a little bit to go on before we get into the actual topic of what we um, what we're talking about right here. So looking at it right now, who would you want mm-hmm. to be in the final? Not who you think gonna be, but who would you want? And you think it'll be a good final? Hmm. Okay. Um, I know, I know people go, I know, uh, a mom probably gonna yell at me for this. I, I do want the Nets in the final. For the West, I, either the Nets or the Bucks, well, whoever's gonna win that series. Um, but for the West, hmm, I feel like they're more up for grabs than the East. And, um, for, for the Nets, no one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out who would be, but for the Nets, it's like it's hard to choose. Um, I like I like the uh, yeah. I was gonna say the Suns, but I would say maybe the Suns or if the Mavericks, the, the Mavericks, if they win, you know, yeah, I'll say that. What about you? For me, um, the, um, for if I want a good series, I don't want the Nets to go because it doesn't even matter to me if the Nets go. It will. That all depends on if James Harden comes back. If James Harden doesn't come back and he's yeah. out for the playoffs, then yeah, I still because I feel like somebody in the West could even make it slightly competitive for the Nets without James Harden. Yeah, Blake but Griffin's going we... to continue to like step up throughout the whole series. But the thing- but the thing is, 
what people are not are forgetting is that Jeff Green is out too, and Jeff Green was huge for this mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And if Blake and if Blake continues to play how he is, and Jeff Green comes back, this team is going to be ridiculous because you're going to have two, you're going to have three people on the court that are six eight and taller with yep. Durant, Blake Griffin, and Green who can switch everything. You might not want Blake, but he can switch everything. Mm-hmm. They're athletic. They're spreading the court. They can five out you. So then five out you. So then you and then you combine that with still having Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris on the court. Yep. Um, you know Kyrie gonna go crazy. Joe Harris can can heat up and get you a a, a good amount of points too. So I feel like if the, James the, don't come back, then I feel like they'll still be in, in good hands. And there's a lot of unsung heroes on the Nets that people don't talk about. But I understand the casual fan is going to pay attention. But Nicholas Claxon, I've been yelling Nicholas Claxon's name ever since the middle of the year. When I saw him be able to, at I think 6'11", almost 7 foot feet, he was, he was looking Giannis eye to eye, so I'm going to say, be able to slide his feet left to right, protect mm-hmm. the rim, and switch out the smaller guards, I was like, that's the perfect center. I was like, that's the perfect center for this team in this day and age is a center that can protect the rim, that's athletic, that's going to run the court, and that can switch onto guards and hold his own. He is an unsung hero for their team. He played some of the best defensive possessions on Giannis for them the entire night. He was a switch out with Chris Middleton. He was able to switch out Drew Holiday. He's definitely an unsung hero for them. I'm glad to see Mike James getting minutes because Mike James was balling for them. He was. He was. Like, I like he he Latino that's Latino Drake because he looked like Fred Van Vliet. He did. And you know Fred Van Vliet, baby Drake. He he do he do he got like a I think his his beard's a little bit red, right? Yeah, but yeah, his his beard blonde, and since he's Latino Drake, that's the real champagne champagne, champagne pop. I'm dead. Yeah, he uh <laughs> yeah he's been good. Didn't they pick him up out of the um. Europe, either, either, um, overseas, yeah, Europe. Yeah, overseas. And he he's, he's been played. balling. He's been good. Yes, for sure. For yeah, sure. him so, and your um, twin. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, bro. I ain't gonna even comment on that. But to answer your question earlier about um, who I would like to be in the finals, uh-huh. I would like uh, out of the West, out of the West, I I, I feel like I want the Jazz. Mm, okay. I feel like the Jazz is the only team. The Jazz is either the Jazz or the Suns. I feel like the Jazz is the only Jazz or Suns are the only team that can compete with these conference juggernauts. In my business, whoever comes out of the East is going to find Yeah. So I, um... I feel like because um, the Dallas, Lucas being a one man show isn't going to beat. Milwaukee or Brooklyn or Philly if Embiid is here. It's just not. He's going to especially like. Sure. Like he's gonna need help, and then Porzingis right now is showing you that he he's not that guy. He's just not that guy. The injuries. You're seven. You're seven three, and you're settling for jump shots on six one bridge. Yeah, you can't get more pathetic. I don't know why they don't like to be in the paint. Get your big ass in the paint. That, I, bl- I blame Rick Carlisle because Rick Carlisle started that when he gave Luca the keys to the offense. He made it just like he couldn't put Porzingis in the low post, and now he just settles every time. Porzingis can't, doesn't even put it on the floor. Anymore. 
But um, yeah, them. I I, I just refuse to just even make statements about the Clippers because you just you don't even never know what Clippers team you get. So you ain't, you ain't gonna know, you ain't gonna know what happened. What, yeah, so what I, you I guess get. if we get the best version of the Clippers, then yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. fun to watch them play the Bucks or the Nets. Actually, a Bucks. I mean, a Nets. Actually, a Bucks Clippers or a Nets Clippers series. If we actually get the good Clippers. Will be a mm-hmm. phenomenal series, and I feel like they'll still bring in the casual fan. Oh yeah, that, um, definitely. But um, for me, it'll probably be either Jazz or Suns versus. I like to I I like to see Jazz versus the Bucks. Like, even though the casual fan would hate this series, uh, I I would love to yeah. see Jazz versus the Bucks. Ratings will be down for sure. Oh yeah, but and um, and glad you said that because now we can mm-hmm. finally go into the topic of. How ratings, how ratings will be affected by the big markets losing early in this NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. and how and how this league has so horribly prepared the new generation for a post LeBron uh, NBA. And so, I just, my question to you is that how do you feel like the league should prepare for LeBron not being there because he can't play forever. Well, well, just right off the bat, they need to do better job of showcasing the younger talent in the NBA, you know? I've I mean, I've barely saw any they only focus on the big teams, of course, LA and um I've only really have seen any publicity for the Suns or the Jazz or, you know, just any of the <clears throat> like Pelican. non the Pelicans. Because it's uh... Yeah, um I've really seen like anything it's always the superstars you know what i mean the ones that's been there and you know kd and lebron and steph curry steph curry i've never really seen unless they're like except for i would say maybe like lamello because of who he is um i say i, I say ja too ja and, and john ja morant yeah john's ja, on ja. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anything for Zion for this oh, yeah, year, yeah, though. Yeah. You're right. You're and, right. Uh, but right he's been that. very good this year. Phenomenal. You know? you phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, but I've I've like never seen anything for him or Pelicans. But yeah, just off the bat, they need to showcase the younger talent because that's that's what the future of the NBA is going to be. Everybody knows LeBron is there. Everybody knows Steph Curry and. KD, of course, everybody are. Yeah, but you need to showcase these younger guys because, like I said, that's the future of the NBA. And they need to showcase your young guy, and they need to showcase these smaller markets because we got yeah. we, we got people thinking Zion has fell off just because. Oh, he does it three sixty windmill dunk it every time. It's like no, it's more basketball than that. Right. Um, people saying Zion has lost a step or he is an athletic field. He was having a a monster shack like yeah and he flew so far under the radar and then you have it's this playoffs has done nothing to me but show even further how much young talent we have in this league mm-hmm. John Morant averaging 30 in his first playoff series Devin mm-hmm. Book averaging 30 in his first playoff series even somebody that people don't even remember everybody remember the second and the fourth pick in that in that um 19 draft 2018 19 draft, which mm-hmm. is Trey Young and Luka Johnson. But everybody forget about the first overall pick who's DeAndre Aiden. Mm-hmm. 
and DeAndre Ayton came out there and dominated. I think he had like 19, 19 and 13 for that series on his first playoff series. You go over mm-hmm. to Boston, you go over to Boston, Jason Tatum dropping 50. Even though Jason Taylor has more arisen on the scene than the others, I'd say, but yeah. he's still him and Jalen Brown do not get as much Jaylen credit. Jalen Brown, especially. Yeah, because they just make it like Jalen Brown is so much more inferior to Jason Taylor. Why? Yeah. Understand Jason Taylor is special. Mm-hmm. He's Jalen Brown is he's coming right along with. Him. Yeah, he's more consistent, um, I would say too. Yeah, like, like just like people just not figure out. Like how we spoke, people are just not figuring out Trey Young to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Trey yeah. Young averaged, Trey Young almost averaged 30 last year. Yep. The the only young star we consistently hear about is just Luca, 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 Luca. It's so much more than Luca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... So you got a young you got a young star in Sacramento, Indiana Fox that doesn't get any. Mm-hmm. Play, he play in Sacramento. Nothing. He he man. And like I said, yeah, they DeAndre Ayton, they haven't given nothing to the Suns. Like nothing to the Suns. And they and they're beating the Lakers, but they still promoting the Lakers because they're more popular. And, and then not even that and then not even that throughout the entire season. Yes, I understand Chris Paul's leadership is mm-hmm. a large part of what spurred this team ahead. But mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. They got it twisted. They're Devin Booker's the best player on that team. Yeah, he oh man, he's been great. And and we saw them last year in the bubble. How they were playing. Exactly. Yeah. So so but no this whole narrative of when a young player is on a bad team and he puts up big numbers that they're just empty stats is just ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can obviously look at them and see this talent. Like a natural born Scorer is going to be a scorer. We watched Devin Booker put up 70 points. I was like, we watched Devin yeah. Booker do this for four or five years consistently and efficiently. Like, what more do you need? He just needs something else around him. Yeah, he needed help. Yeah, and better coaching, because Monty Williams did a hell of a job coaching. Oh, yeah. Same mm-hmm. thing with, Same thing with Nate McMillan stepping up and stepping up for uh, Atlanta. Hence why their defense is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm excited, and, though. For these, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the for these new stars to finally get some um, come up like, you know, yeah, get some play, get some motion. Everybody, like you know, like you said, everybody's just now figuring out because what the playoffs is looking like. Everybody's just now figuring out what they can do. But yeah, they've been yeah, phenomenal and, and, throughout the season for sure. And what's crazy is. You want to know who else that flew super under the radar for the first round? Donald Mitchell still went out there average, I think, like 28 points and nine assists. He had 30, 10, and six in that closeout game. Like, yeah. he is proven, oh, he is proven, and got disrespected so much by, if it wasn't by Shaq or other NBA superstars or, <laughs> or other just play, like, yeah. how many times did this kid have to come out here in the playoffs? And ball and ball like it's and ball like it's no tomorrow to prove to you that he's a superstar. He's Dwayne Wade two point Oh man, yeah, I he gets so much disrespect for some reason. I don't understand. It's because he play, it's because he plays at Utah. Okay, well yeah, okay, and, yeah, yeah. And, but and we ain't gonna lie to you on this. He's been a beast. He's been a beast for sure. Yeah. And we ain't gonna lie to you on this. Uh, we're both glad, you know, they racist in Utah. So 
that's just yeah, part of yeah. Mm-hmm. But but that's but that's definitely but those are definitely like some stars that I just feel should definitely get more play. I understand you the, the NBA at the end of the day is still a business and you have mm-hmm. to market off your biggest stars, but that don't mean you have to completely disregard like your second level below your biggest star. Yeah. Because that's the, because that's the future. Because I'm really concerned about what the NBA is going to look like and who's going to really be the face. After like, yeah. after LeBron, because after for LeBron. the past fifteen years, it's it's been all about LeBron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what do you and what do you all right? So, what are your predictions for the next coming series? Um, and uh, the also in the seventy sixes tonight. So, right? so all you, all you remind you guys about this. We're recording this on a Sunday before the games happen, so we actually don't know who's gonna win these games. Right. These are our predictions, and they actually start soon. Um. Um. Hmm. I'm. I. I. I want to say. I want to say, probably seventy sixers tonight. I think. Really I think, Wait, is wait, Javel and Bead's back, right? Nope. Oh, freak. Oh, hot, hot, then <laughs> he ain't back yet. I thought he was back. And Bead might miss this whole series. Oh, sh- and this is what I said. Shaq said it first. I'll give him that. If MB misses this entire series, the Hawks will win. The Hawks will go to the Houston Hawks final. Oh, yeah, the Hawks. I, I, I got I the Hawks. Believe that. Their, deep, their wing defenders are too are too good for just because where Al Joel and beat the 76ers are going to push the tempo and that place right into the Atlanta Hawks hands so that's how they want to play anyway. You yes, I understand they got big bodies like Matisse Thybulle, Danny Green, and Ben Simmons throw at Trey Young, but the way the Hawks swing the ball and the shooters that they have and the amount of people that can get their own shot mm-hmm. on that team, I feel like it's just going to overwhelm Philadelphia and the and they can match their defense with the amount of long wing defenders they got between DeAndre Aid, Cam Reddish yep. is set to return. You got Clint Capella at the rim. You got John mm-hmm. Collins. Like so, they can so they can nullify Ben Simmons because they can build a wall around him, and then they're long enough to be able to get out and contest it. Shoot. You got to do is Ben Simmons. You know, you know he can't shoot. He's got to protect that rim around him. Couldn't throw a pawn. Couldn't. Couldn't throw a, a fucking pebble in the Pacific Ocean. Come on now. And and hit water. And uh, hit water. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Um, what you think I, about um the Nuggets versus the Suns though? Oh, this is gonna be hard, baby. Because um, Jokic is my player, favorite player. He's yeah. underappreciated. They're already trying to call him the weakest MVP ever. When the man averaged twenty. 20- David, 26, 27 points, 11 rebounds, and almost. Boy, that's a weak MVP. I, he just that's a, that's another one of those players that just goes underappreciated because he's just not yeah. flashy. Like he's not flashy. He's not jumping up out the gym. He's not shooting from deep like Steph Curry. He knows the fundamentals, and he's th- yeah. I he just nope. I, I don't know how y'all can Go hate ahead. on the Joker. I I don't know. He's my pick for MVP for sure though. Oh no, he's he's gonna win MVP. It'll be a travesty. Now I will say MB would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt. But if if yeah. this was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. 
But um, for the Suns and the Nuggets, I probably have to go. I I probably have to. Um, I I just don't think the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. They have enough defenders to throw at Michael Porter Jr. And I just don't think the Nuggets will have enough firepower to to beat the Suns. Not to say that they they just can't and it's going to be an easy series, but I definitely think the Suns are going to win. Yeah, I was going to go Suns. Um, because DeAndre Aiden is going to give Jokic a harder time. Because Jokic traded Yusuf Nurkic and Redhead Stepchild. <laughs> so I think he's gonna he's gonna give more. He's not gonna stop, but I feel like really beating Nuggets isn't stopping Joker. It's stopping him from getting everyone else involved. Mm-hmm. So and the Jazz in between the Jazz and the uh, either the Nuggets or the Mavs, I feel like the Jazz would be. Yeah, people really sleep on the Jazz. Like I feel like the Jazz would be the one. They're the deeper team. I feel like they're gonna they completely this whole this whole playoffs, no one's talking about the Jazz. No one. They haven't had a single game on I don't think they have they had one game on TNT and that was game one and all the rest of them have been on NBA TV. So Yeah. Yeah. No one's talking about the Jazz at all. But yeah. 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 But I love but, Donovan but Mitchell. For sure. And he's a hooper. Yeah. And he's a baller. Yeah. And I thought he was gonna and I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna smack the Rudy Gobert around last, around this time last year. Yeah. But, um, Beat his ass. But, but, oh um, man. Anything more before we move on to the next one? Um, I'm I'm just I'm ready for this. Um I'm ready for um these games for sure though. And me personally, I got Clippers winning game seven. I'm not sure. I'm not betting a lot on that, but I, uh-huh. I think they're gonna close it out. You think the? I I I said um, if they was able to tie it, that I that I thought. I yeah, yeah. Good. I don't think. The, the, even though this is crazy, that no home teams won the game. I don't think Dallas is gonna go in there in Game Seven on the road. It's gonna be a good game, though. It's gonna be a great game for sure. Yeah. Can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. And on to and on to something a little bit more controversial. The Paul brothers. The Paul <laughs> brothers, the Paul brothers, the Paul brothers. The, the Mr. Oh, watch Lord. watch your dead auntie hang hang in the forest, Paul brothers. Oh my <laughs> Logan Paul getting the Logan Paul getting the um shot of a lifetime, getting being able to fight up against Possibly He got balls. Yeah, he definitely is. He has nuts. He has toners because mm-hmm. he's been stepping the ring with probably the greatest fighter of our, of our generation. And we can all make jokes about Floyd. Like, oh, I'd rather fight Floyd than like so-and-so, so-and-so great boxer that was in the heavyweight division. But don't get it twisted. Any of those regular people stepping with Floyd is going to send to the hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what do you feel like these ex Because his brother, Jake, it's fighting Tyron Woodley, so yeah, and we'll get more on that later. But um, what do you feel like these fights, these exhibition matches, are doing for like boxing and fighting sports? Because while we may not like it, it is still bringing a level of entertainment, um, notoriety to a sport that was really dying. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely helping bring out a lot of 
publicity for boxes, helping them get the money, helping them, um, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, I was just thinking about that Nate Robinson one. Um, but, uh, I folded like a lawn chair. Yeah, I'm sorry, hold on, I just got this thing from ESPN, it says Joel Embiid. No, Joel Embiid started. He started? Yeah, they said he's starting on Sunday. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, I, but, um, I, I really sorry. don't think that's a good idea. No, you guys really don't think that's a good idea. He did just have a slight meniscus tear. You right. know they like to put we'll people out there too early. You know that. Look at what they Anthony did to Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah, look what they did to street clothes. Look what they did to Una. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave it at that and just. And anybody watch this, if you get it, then cool. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it, that's cool too. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, but, uh, back to this. So, um, wait before yeah. you before you start back on the topic, since we're talking about um, since you saw that notification real quick, because I yeah. saw this a minute ago, and I wanted to say this, even yeah. though this is completely off topic. Julio Jones is gonna get traded to the Titans. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to the Patriots. I knew he wasn't. I knew he wasn't. I wonder what that's going to... I wonder. Didn't Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry... Damn, Julio Jones and Derrick Henry for being the, in the weight room trying to trying to see who can lift the building first. Not lift the building. That man, Derrick Henry. Jesus Christ. Oh, my I'm pretty God. Sure he, I'm pretty sure he can run over Thanos. That man can run over anything. I swear... He just, I want to see he him. has so much power see him. with him, too. I want to see him and Ray Lewis meet up in, oh, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but anyways, back to, um, back to what you take it soft topic. Right. I'm um, sorry. But yeah, I, I definitely... I definitely think um, it's providing it's um, providing to the dying sport and it's kind of bringing it back to life. And I definitely we will see more of these fights sure, in the future. Um, YouTubers, man, I hope I hope he. Not. I I need a W. I need. A w. I can't it's take a, another we, out. We as a black culture need a W. We, we dominate. We we dominated the sport too long, but for me, I'm glad it brings a great level of publicity to the stunt. Boxers do deserve to get paid because this is a violent sport, boy, and a mm-hmm. lot of you do not leave unscathed unless you're Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, because because yeah. he was special ed before he started. Um, oh boxing, my so. goodness! So him losing a couple of brain cells that is. Hurt them. Yeah, he, he a money making. He be on a money making mission. Money making. Um, I feel mission. like it, I, I feel like it does a great thing for boxing. Even though I'm not the biggest fighter, I'm more of a mixed martial arts um, kind of guy. But watching these mm-hmm. two, it does make me who is just a mixed martial fan want to watch boxing more. They're just like, oh, I might not be the biggest fan of boxing, but it's gonna be funny to watch this happen. Exactly. Yeah. Just bringing and, in uh, new. I think it's definitely bringing in like new. Um, new audience. Yeah, boxing for sure. But get down to the individual matches of Logan versus Floyd. What is really on the line 
in this match because I don't feel because like, Floyd beating Logan Paul doesn't mean Floyd's just there for the bad. Um, mm-hmm. But what does it mean for the YouTube boxing community if Logan is somehow able to pull this off from Floyd Money Mayweather? Does it does it in a way like legitimize what they are doing? And do you think that'll bring more YouTube boxers to be to a boxing match? Um. Well, the one thing I give Logan over Jake is that he he has faced actual boxers. Because so, he, uh, he fought KSI. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I at least he's actually facing boxers. You know what I'm someone who's who knows the sport and has been in the sport and all that. Um, but yeah, I think it would, it would just be huge. <laughs> really hoping it'll happen, but it would be huge. It Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it definitely would. And we won't hear about it. I mean, we won't, you know, stop hearing about it. Just like uh, Nate Robinson. said. This would be more of a huge blow because it's, it's Floyd. So, and I see he got a little height over Floyd and he's really big and his arms are longer and, you know. He weighed but, in at 35 pounds heavier than Floyd. Exactly. Um, but... But something that gives me some pretty much, you know, pretty, I'm pretty sure Floyd's going to handle this pretty well. You know, I really have no doubt. I was smiling at this because Floyd is taking 50% of the pay-per-view sales. Logan's only getting 10. Right. This, this is views for, for his YouTube and everything else. This, that's, that's what, that's, yeah, that's what's that. Because even while I don't care for either one of the Paul brothers, I do have more respect for Logan. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, um, yeah. I think there's not going to be, like, an actual, uh, like, judges or whatever. I think it's just, you know, if you get knocked Ooh, out, got- that's, that's the only clear sign that you let you won or you didn't win. Oh, boy, that's going to be Oh, I hope they have my boy Snoop Doggy Dog back there because he's the main entertainer. <laughs> I don't think he putting his money on Logan this time. Mm-mm. Nope. But from one Paul brother to another, now we're talking about Jake facing yet another retired non-boxer. Yeah. How many fights does Jake have to do before he actually faces a real boxer? Because him facing these uh, non-boxers, it, it proves nothing to me. Like, it's proven nothing. Um. <laughs> Especially the Nate Robinson fight, who's a whole lot shorter than you. He's an NBA player and older than you, who who didn't even pre- train. Like, train. <laughs> didn't even train. Uh, and then you, and then you, who was his name? Ben. Ben. Ben asked. Wasn't you know? Didn't didn't um? He's older. UFC. Yeah, hip replacement surgery. Hit like replacement a couple surgery. months before that fight. Like. Fight somebody your age, a boxer in your in your weight class, and then I'll say something. But until you do that, then none of these mean nothing because you're not fighting someone who can actually, you know, have be like you know on the same level. You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is you know if he wins, he hypes him up like, oh, it's not as easy as you think, and yada yada this yada. yada. Yeah. But you know, as soon as he loses, he's gonna be like, well, you know, those were still professional fighters. Yeah. No, that's a he knew what you. 
But I mean, I don't really have much to say on that. He knows what he's doing, and everybody else knows what he's doing. It's just for publicity. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And as long as and it's easy money, easy publicity for both sides. So why wouldn't they agree to get in the ring and just mm-hmm. lose? One you're you're making like a very good, exactly, very good amount of money to, to just take a fall for. Them. And my yeah. last thing on really those two is just I'm not gonna lie, is Floyd's legacy tarnished? If he loses to Logan, could that be his first loss? 50 and 1. Yeah. You think everybody's gonna bring that up, especially Twitter. Especially Twitter. If he if he loses to Logan, yeah. It is. To me at least. Um I don't know. I don't know. Um like I said, maybe the Twitter trolls and stuff like that, but to me, yeah. Not really. Not really. I mean, his 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 legend is already solidified. Oh yeah, for sure. Really, yeah. That's just like the same people that say. That's just like the same people that just say like LeBron legacy took a hit because he lost in person. I know it didn't. His his legacy. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking more of of like what people would say. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, yeah. I I think. Ain't nobody gonna let him hear the, the end of that if he. Oh, of course not. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> All the memes and you saw what the memes were. Hey yo, Nate they Robinson. had Nate Robinson everywhere, yo, playing <laughs> on the Grand Canyon, playing in NBA Jam, <laughs> playing in Space Jam, playing in GTA. I think it was laying yes. on Mars. He was playing yes. in the Justice League. Right. Um. I'm. I could not. St- and then, like, and then Snoop Dogg's added little input. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh Lord! Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't think it would tarnish like his boxing. His it won't tarnish like his boxing. What he did his thing. I'm. I'm just saying more like people ain't gonna let his reputation. Yeah. Reputation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying, yeah. But really, for the for the day, that's really all we had down. The, the only thing we have left is just something fun to do, you know. Yeah. I saw this thing on cart. I saw this thing on Twitter where they're they're like doing a Mount Rushmore of um cartoons. I saw one for Cartoon New and Nickelodeon, and I saw the mm-hmm. Cartoon Network one had Gumball, Regular Show, Adventure Time, and Steven Universe, and that just told me everything I need to know about the age demographic that's the person. Making that mm-hmm. within, yeah. But we're we're not gonna down. We're not about to downplay another generation. We're like I said, we're, we're still we're like Gen Z too. So we're not in the we're not in the game of doing that. Everybody has their own opinions, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I just want to know what your personal opinion is on what your goats. We're not gonna do Mount Rushmore because Mount Rushmore could mean a whole bunch of different things. But just mm-hmm. your personal four favorites for Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Ooh, we can we can go one to one. You say one, and then I say one. Right off the bat, one of my personal favorites is Billy and Mandy. I got you. I got you. I can say why Billy and Mandy would be there. Seeing kind of by the choices of shows you like to watch and your love for horror movies. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I know for I know for me mm-hmm. personally, 
one of my favorites has got to be the Marvelous Flapjack. It's got to be what? It, the Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. You know what? That was um, going to be my next. <laughs> that's mine. I mean, but like, it just the, the level of creepiness in that show. Yeah. Was like to to me, it was even further than Courage. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. like an almost eerie feeling in the show. Like, like they would give off a lot more subtle hints, especially with that barber. That it was a lot more things going on. Yeah, it was a lot more things going on than what they were like putting on for this kids show. Yeah, um, that that was my shit, flapjack. Yeah. So that's your number two. You know what? I'll, I'm gonna pick another one since you said flapjack. And that's um, that's a uh, code name. Kids next door. Yeah. Mhm. Why? Why code name? Why code name? Kids next door. It just, I always loved the design of the characters, and and they always did like a good job of, like how everyone had their different personalities. I loved the action in the shows. I loved. Of course, number five was my number five, and and number four were my were my people for sure. Um, but yeah, I just I just loved everything about it. The art style, I really really loved the art style. Um, but yeah, that that was yeah that was my show. I know my second one for me, which may or may not come as a surprise most for me. My second favorite is the Looney Tunes show. The like. I think mm-hmm. it's like late 2010s Looney Tunes show. That show was amazing to me. It didn't get near the publicity that I thought it should. It's personally probably my favorite iteration of Looney Tunes. Wait, which From, one was it? Let me... I can pull it up. The Looney Tunes show came out between May 3rd, uh, 2011 and 2014. That Oh, that... Yeah, that one. Where they were... Where, where um, Bugs and um, Daffy were standing, were standing together. I, yeah, I love that one. That one was hilarious. Yeah, like, it was super funny. It, it kind of gave, like, a... I wouldn't say, a, like, a pseudo-adult feeling to Lo- Looney Tunes, because it's just, like, them just, like, living their regular lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what um that's what brought me into a great mind about the show. And I don't know. It just it was so funny. It, it, it was just so funny, though. That's, that's really all. It was just the hilarity of the show. It's probably the funniest show to me on person. Ever. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. I really liked that one. I uh, I used to watch it all the time, actually. That was the that was the after school show for me. Like as soon as I got yeah. on, it came on for like two hours. That's. Mhm. All right, go ahead with your with your third choice. My third choice is gonna be Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That's going to be my third choice. I can not like Ed and Eddie for sure, though. But, yeah, I that's, just... That's, I, that's, that. What was he saying? No, go ahead. No, I was talking to myself. Oh. <laughs> my but, yeah, I, I loved all the characters. I, uh... Yeah, that was, that was my stuff. The sisters. The jawbreakers. The sisters. <laughs> Yeah, I swear yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie, which is also my number three. Um, I swear they they gave you a warped possession um, perception of what Jawbreakers actually was. Cause I actually thought Jawbreakers was that big for the long. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I remember going to the store and I was like, you know, why is the jawbreak? It's so small. It was like, that's a cartoon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because I'm looking at, I'm looking at right now just all the cartoons going through this and I'm missing out so many, but it's, it's all right. Childhood, though. So many great, so many, so, just so many good, especially Cartoon Network. So, so yeah. what's the fourth one to end off your list? Because mine is it in it too. Um, that's hard. I I want to say I'm. You know what? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Powerpuff Girls. Really not. That, that was, was that surprising. Why is that surprising? I didn't think you write like such a girly show. <laughs> I used to watch it um after school, like like Powerpuff Girls would come on and Totally Spies would come on. Oh now that was that was me. Totally spies. Yeah. I love Totally Spies. I don't like yeah, I love Yeah, I I, I love the Powerpuff Girls. Like, yeah. The villains. Okay. The villains it. were like weird and especially him. <laughs> I, uh, that, think... That's exact, that, that's actually what I was trying to say is that the villains to me carried the show. Yeah. I just love how I, I love the villains, especially him. Because he was so freaky and weird. <laughs> and yeah. Him from Powerpuff Girls is my favorite villain, and that uh, and Mojo Jojo and the like that grubber, funny looking thing. Yeah, I can give you, I can give you all those. All I'm gonna say um, concerning uh, Powerpuff Girls is um, whoever the mayor assistant is, bring up the meat. That's all I'm um, saying. Yeah, <laughs> bring over here to me. But for me, man, it's so many. Uh, the original bench our regular show if you know. Teen Titans Teen, that, that's probably mine that, that's that's it's definitely Teen Titans see now yeah I, was, I, I just I just remember I was like oh Teen Titans I should have said Teen Titans yeah, yeah Teen Titans is definitely my fourth one Teen Titans I was like, a, that show was way... I know most of the shows we named for um, probably kids shouldn't be watching. We definitely shouldn't have been watching that. That was um, dark. They was, kill, they was <laughs> killing folks. Like, people were dying. Kara died. That, that's, I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, Teen Times would definitely be probably be my favorite. Probably my, not my favorite show, but it's definitely going to be on my Mount Rush. So okay. that ended my Mount Rushmore off with the marvelous, like Flapjack, Looney Tunes show, Ed and Nettie and Teen Titans. Okay, that's respectable. I feel like that's pretty respectable. That's pretty respectable. And all right, yeah. we're starting to run up on almost an hour and a half of the podcast. We can go roll through our Ghosts of Nickelodeon, and then we'll have our closing thoughts. Okay, cool. I'll let me uh, list. I know Ghosts of Nickelodeon for me is going to be a lot more easy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's your first one? Are we doing just strictly cartoons? Yeah, we're doing strictly. Yeah, yeah, strictly cartoons. 
Yeah, this is this is proving to be mightily difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm tripping. The greatest cartoon ever. Avatar: Last Airbender. Easy. Uh, the greatest cartoon ever created. Mm-hmm. Ever. Outside, not like regarding to anime as well, but just regular English cartoons. The greatest cartoon ever made. From the, the story, the character progression, the story progression, the amount of development that goes on between the characters, how deep the world is. How deep they go into each individual character, they make everybody relevant. Everybody has a role, everybody plays their roles. The, the way you see people's mind fragment, the way you see how people's childhood is really molded them, and just how so unbelievably deep you can go into each individual character. There's not a single character on that show that's unlikable. Everybody plays their role incredibly. The only character you could say that isn't as great is, is Ozai, and that's just because he he was just meant to be the big bad villain, but he played that role tremendously. It's the greatest cartoon ever created. It's a reason why it's won, won so many awards. It's a reason why I got a perfect score. Y'all want? I think it has the score for any show on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Like, it, I can I can I can I can make a whole podcast. We can make a whole podcast of me just. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so. I didn't get into the Avatar. I didn't get onto the Avatar show until like much later, but I definitely love the show. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wait because I remember I watched it for the when I first watched it. I watched it back to back, uh, twice in a row, because that's how good it was. And I was like, and I'm, I'm mad. Netflix is is about to mess it up. They really are, but oh, completely destroy it. Yep. Completely destroy it. And and I mean we saw with that movie, the, the Avatar movie. We don't you talk about that. We don't <laughs> talk about that. I went to the movie theater and saw that the day of Oh no. Yeah, we don't talk about that. The disappointment. Um, I was extreme. I think okay, my first one's gonna be Rocket Power. That's gonna be my first one. That is my okay. show. That's where I got my first interest uh, from skateboarding was Rocket Power and Tony Hawk was what really piqued my interest. Um, and I just love, I just loved like all the sports they did. I loved the characters. But yeah, that that's my first one right there. I love Rocket Power. Okay. Yeah. Even though Rocket Power was a show that I I didn't frequently watch growing mm-hmm. up, but I did enjoy it every time. Yeah. But for me, my number two, my top four gonna be I. My top four probably gonna be like most. My my number two is Chalk Zone. Chalk Zone. Okay. Chalk Zone probably had one of the most one of the most heat intro things that I was like. <laughs> like, I, I don't know the, the, the dynamic of a kid going into a chunk or just jumping into a board and going mm-hmm. through all these adventures was always so cool to me. And I was thinking they could really make a dark version of this cartoon, or like if you get a race, like the chalk people could also come out the board, but if they get erased inside the board, they die, could never come back. Like, but yeah, uh, chalk zone is chalk zone is definitely probably good. I remember watching chalk zone. Uh, before school, I remember that. Um, 
I didn't really get to watch it that much, though. But, yeah. See, I, see, I watch it all the time. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, My number two is going to be Danny Phantom. That's going to be my number two. Uh, yeah, I love the action. I love his storyline. I love that, you know, he became a ghost. I love the animation, which is similar to... um. Very odd parents, um, animation style. It's great about the same person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. But yeah, I love. I just love the ghost, the characters. You know, very few cartoons got that black character. <laughs> got black characters in it. I mean, he did play the role of what most black characters play, which is kind of. You know, he kind of he reminds me of um, Wade, uh, Kim Possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, I can see that. I yeah. mean, glasses supposed to be the smart kid, funny. Mm-hmm. Might as well wait. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely love, I definitely love Danny Phantom. I thought, I honestly thought about putting him on my list at number mm-hmm. four, but uh, last season's garbage. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And I feel like my number three probably is my life as a teenage robot. Hmm. Okay. I love it. I love just the dynamic of the show. Just a regular teenage girl going through regular everyday life, but as a robot that can that whoop ass. Whoop hell and, ass. And, and and then the crazy thing is, she has one of the that show has one of the most underknown like movie specials or movies I've ever seen. Cause that movie is literally so violent. Like I understand mm-hmm. why they took took it off and why I don't know about it. They literally were breaking her body up in the I've movie. I've never and she was seen like, it. In the My Life as a Teenage Robot, I, I can't remember if it's a movie or a special. Mm-hmm. Well, I can. Well, it wasn't a movie; it was a special. Okay. It was a TV special. All right. It's TV special, but yeah, that like I'm talking about. They were ripping her body apart. She had to get go built multiple times. Like she was getting cleaned up. It was really, I don't know, it was just a really great show, a really great, like, change of pace, because in Nickelodeon cartoons, we don't have a lot of female protagonists, and it was just nice to see, even though she was a robot, but it was still, she was still a teenage girl, and it was just nice, nice, nice change of pace. I can see that, for sure, but now I, I definitely want to watch that, uh... Of course you do. <laughs> I definitely got to see that special, for sure, though. But I never finished the whole the whole series though. I don't think I've seen the last season. The the um what was it like three like three seasons? It was three seasons. I I've, I've only seen the first. I haven't seen the last season. Oh, but oh yeah, for sure though. Um, what are we on the third one? Yeah, yeah we're on the third. One. And uh, mine's is all grown up. Which I know some people huh? like. I loved All Grown Up. Okay, I'm that sorry. No, it wasn't. No, it was. Bro, it was good. What do you mean? Like, it I love. Not good. It was, no. yo. It was. I just. I loved all the characters. Seeing all the characters growing up. I mean, I loved Rugrats. Okay, but I, I love all grown up and i know a lot of people 
is going to disagree with that, okay? And they're going to say that. <laughs> and they kind of say it over long up there. Just, I just really loved it. That was my stuff, okay? That, that was mine. I loved it. You know what? Like I said earlier, different shows are different shows, but I just don't see why. I don't see what you like it. I, why are I, I just would rather watch Recess on this show. Recess? Okay. All right. Man. Oh, don't, oh, don't be trying to play it like. Um, no, I, I'm not trying to say Recess is bad. I'm not saying that at all. I love Recess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and for the last, last one, uh, hmm, um, you have—I forgot what the one was about the monster. You said about the monster. Monsters, like about the creepy-looking monsters, and then you had that one where he held his eyeball. Oh, um, what was that called? Wasn't it called Monsters something? I, I don't know. I can't tell you. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's called Ah Real Monsters. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I love that show. Oh. That's a tough one. That's a really like tough Ren one. Ren and Stimpy, uh, Rocco's Modern Live. Cause I'm, I'm just scrolling through. I don't really. Uh, I rather watch Cat Scratch. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm just... Dang. Like, I'm really like uh, really like stuck right now. That's to tell you that it's like Nickelodeon. I mean, Cartoon Miller. I could probably for me. Which one did I probably watch? Honestly, you know what. I'm gonna just stick in the Avatar universe and say that my fourth best is the Legend of Korra. Okay. All right. Legend of Korra, even though Legend of Korra get tons of hate, the Legend of Korra isn't that much worse than Avatar. If you're not that much worse than Avatar, then you're probably better than almost everything. Yeah. Legend of Zora. So, I, I said Zora. It does get a lot of hate, and I, I don't know why. I don't. I didn't finish uh, it, but. I'm still on the first season, but I I like the beginning. I was I was still in the beginning. Like I didn't think it was it was that bad. Yeah, it's, a, it's an extremely good show, and it just shows a lot of that. It's just because she's so much. Even though Cora didn't get as good as character development, she probably should. She got um. Uh, it's just different. She's just a whole different animal than uh, Aang, and a lot of people can take that they like because, and also because it's almost like that Teen Titans Go thing where. Mm-hmm. Is Teen Titans Go really a bad show, or is that just what we didn't want? And that's kind of what happened with the Legend of Korra, because Legend of Korra isn't a bad show. It just we just want a continuation of Avatar. Mm-hmm. So, and they got plenty of your... material to do it though. Um, yeah, I still got to catch up on the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, my fourth is gonna be Invader Zim. Woo, I'll never me. understand that. Yeah. I, I love Invaders and like the dark tone. Majority of people do. Yeah, yeah. To like the dark tone to you know the characters. I just, yeah, 
I just like the like the darker tone to it, basically. That's that's what kind of drew me in, for sure. And it's funny to me, at least. It's hilarious. It just didn't give that like funniness to me or like that hilarity. But I understand mm-hmm. the dark humor and why people enjoy the show. So, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that finishes off our list for Nickelodeon. Mine was Avatar, Legend of Core, Charlie Zone. And mine's was my life, Rock- my- Oh my bad. Rocket Power, <laughs> Danny Phantom, all group. And Invader Zone. Mm-hmm. And all and all right. All right. I mean, that's it. You got I mean, you got anything else, Do You think we need to go over or think we missed or think we might need to go back and recheck? Um, I think we covered all our topics pretty thoroughly, actually. I think we uh we went through as much as we can. Me too. And uh, with that, be- with that being said, guys, it's not. I hope y'all come. I hope y'all come back to the next podcast. I hope you like, comment, subscribe, and subscribe. If you see this, if you see this on Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Music. Um, mm-hmm. hit a hit a like up and a follow follow on the account, and um, make sure to leave a comment. Comment in the comment section to let us know what you want to see more from us, what you want to, what other topics, and we'll make sure to definitely go through and see that and look forward for the next episode. Yeah. This is your boy, Eyes of Enlightenment. This is my co-host, Purpose 21. Y'all can, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Bye. Peace.